we alive. Hey everyone. I think I say we alive every week. Probably. And if you're joining us, welcome to the Simon and Christy Show. We've got some fun topics to talk about today, but we would love it if you would just give us a thumbs up or a comment if you're watching and then we can um, see that you're there. Anyway, welcome everyone to the Simon and Christy show. You're going to play a little ditty while we wait for people, are you? Um, <laughs> shall I? Yeah. Um, you I snooze, you lose. <laughs> Simon and Christy show. It's the Simon and Christy show. That wasn't the ditty that you wanted to do. Better, <laughs> hey. Hey. Good morning, everyone. Jane. Welcome to the Simon Christie Show. Simon and Christie Show. It's the Simon and Christie Show. <laughs> I like the old one. <laughs> so a little bit of smoke on the water there back in the 80s. Welcome everyone. 70s. Good morning everyone. Welcome to the Simon and Christie Show episode 6. Wow, we've done this. Is that episode 6? Yeah, 6 times. times. I thought it was episode 5. Wow. No. It's crazy. And um, it's good to be with you. It is sunny outside. We are in level two in, in Whangarei, New yeah. Zealand. Um, or no, 2.5. We're, no, we're level two and I think Auckland's 2.5. Yep, so we get yep. to find out today at one o'clock if things oh, are going to change. Wow. Um, it just means for us in Whangarei in the north, we just have to meet in groups of about 100. Social um, distancing when you're with strangers in public, yeah. I think you meant to. We have got an exciting morning in store for you today. We're talking about all my hobbies, which has been an interesting thing. Yeah, as well actually, as a whole lot of other questions. That was one of the questions we had a while ago was, can you list someone's hobbies? And we said that will be like a whole another thing. So that's what we're doing today for one of the subjects is we're talking about Simon's hobbies and we'll get into that more later. Yep. Eh? So lately what has been happening... Um, we just got really exciting news. Our church over in Scotland, Renew Church Scotland, they have new assistant pastors. Yay. So I just want to say a huge welcome to Callum and Marie Salmon. Um, and it's just going to be awesome. God is doing amazing things over in Ayrshire, Kilmarnock. Well done. Um, with Steve and Karis and the church over there, even though they still can't meet. Uh, it's been like six months. Yeah. Um, how's, wow. how's the How's the year to, to plant a church 2020? Um, but they're doing amazing. We're loving what God's doing. And we love I was going to try and do a there, Scottish so. accent, but I won't attempt that. No, you have got some Scottish in you, I think. I have, I think yes. everyone's got Scottish in them. But I've got quite a few. I've got the Meekle John and the Mitchells. And yeah, a few of my family have their own tartans. But that's exciting. Okay, getting right into the question and answers today. Favorite friends starting with Jay and ending in Aki. I've got we've got a good friend <laughs> called Joseph Mackey. Oh, that's so funny. Yes, someone asked us last week. We didn't have time to include this question, so we've put it in with this week. Someone asked, "Who was my favorite friend starting with Jay and ending with Aki?" And you said Joseph was a Mackey. Yeah, isn't that who we're talking about? I think it's Jackie. Jackie, ah, you are one of my favourite friends. Massive shout out to you. Jackie. <laughs> That's so funny. Father's Day coming up. Guy gift ideas. Wait, so there was a question. Father's Day is coming. Yes, everyone. Father's Day is this Sunday. And people are wanting to know, Do well, you're a guy. Could you tell us some really good Father's Day gift ideas? I find it really hard. Money. <laughs> and cards like cost 
what, six to eight bucks that's for a true. piece of paper? That's true, they are expensive. So why don't we just, like, say Happy Father's Day and give the dads six bucks extra? If you've got any Father's Day gift ideas, <laughs> please put them in the comments. You don't just give them money. But I think, or well, I'm a girl though, I can't speak. What would be your dream Father's Day gift ideas as a dad from your kids? Money? <laughs> If it wasn't money, would you like a nice thoughtful Vouchers. card? Vouchers. What about a nice thoughtful card or some food? Okay. You like food, eh? Stuff that's money that is just going to rust, 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 moth and rust away. Um, genuine, <coughs> oh, I love you, Dad, and a big hug. That's true. Uh, uh, Especially from my youngest daughter, could... Kiala, who hates hugs. Yeah, Getting true. a hug from her would be awesome. Oh, I'll tell her. What about a shout out on social media? Is that nice? Like, you're such a cool dad. You don't care about that? Okay. Well, if you guys have any good Father's Day gift ideas, let us know. Oh, a Millennium Falcon. Yeah, but that's 1500 bucks. Yes, Monique. That would be something you'd love, but it's very expensive. I don't so, think that's a good use of money, is it? $1,500 for some Lego. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, um, hardest experience ever. This that's is a, a good question. really good question. Um, and it's a difficult one to answer because some things happen in life and they're rather private and, you know, they involve other people. So you want to keep confidence. Um, but for me... And people go through different stuff and some people find that journey really hard, whereas others might go through the same thing and not find it yeah, as hard. True. So your hardest experience The ever. number one consistent, most difficult thing for me in life is to have crucial conversations with people. Um, and so you're talking about a continual hard experience. Yes. Yeah. Tony wow. Robbins, who's like the world's most famous life coach, he says this quote, <laughs> and I love this quote, change happens when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. And, and for me, I love, mm. you know, it's part of our, we just got to make some changes. Um, and to make change, it means making someone uncomfortable or unhappy. Mm. Um, but it's part of my life. And so, yeah, when it comes to the consistently most hardest thing I do, I, I feel... Is just having having crucial conversations with people. Yeah. Have you got some tips on how to do that well, like from your years of learning? Because obviously it's not something that like that's your continual hardest experience is having crucial conversations. But have you got some tips if people have are having to have them in their oh, jobs or in their families? It's just it's just another whole topic for another yeah, time. Maybe we can I do think it as a topic. There's one scripture um, that that Jesus was was talking to someone. He was confronting them, and it says and it's very. Specific, he said he he looked at them and he loved them, and um, before he talked with them, and I think just having God's love for people. That's a good. That's before such a we good actually, yeah. you know, launch out into the crucial conversation. I do love that quote you read. Change happens when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change, because I think in even in marriages or in workplaces, you don't want to have a crucial conversation with someone because it's too hard. But then you almost you're suffering worse because it's not happening. Absolutely. So it's getting to the point of realizing, okay, it's going to be suffering either way. But there's an option of if I have a crucial conversation, there could be change. That's when you often get to that point. But it has to be done well. If it's done badly, it can create so much damage. Yeah. Um, hardest experience ever. I mean, I come from a completely different angle. I wasn't thinking about my continual hardest experience. I was thinking about times in my life. We've been through lots of different things that have been really hard. My hardest would probably be when we lost my brother. Um, for those of you who don't know, my brother died suddenly of a drug overdose when he was 24. We were newly married and we had Jaysha was a nine month old, I think. And um, that experience was crazy. It was just 
so many aspects of it was hard for me. I think initially my parents were in the South Island on a holiday when it happened, so we were house sitting. We got the policeman at the door. Yeah. I had to ring my parents and tell them that my brother had died. And just the processing of it, um, it was very public because it was all over the news. Simon was the dude that dealt with all the reporters, continually phoning. Um, it came out that it was a ecstasy overdose. I think speed and stuff involved at a dance party on an island. And I found it hard. I found it hard losing my brother. I found it hard going through grief disappointment of what I had imagined life would be like with him. Um, I found it really hard also at that time we newly had a computer and I was observing social media comments about my brother and about my family and things that were twisted that the newspapers were saying. That was really hard. So yeah, so much to process, very hard that journey. And um, I mean... Goods come out of it. Miss him heaps. It's been 20 years now. And our little family feels a bit small because it's my parents and me. But I'm grateful we've got our kids and my brother's son in our life and um, extended family. But yeah, that was really hard, Jenny. You found that quite hard too, eh? Absolutely. That was crazy. Man, difficult. The shock of going through the grief and processing all that is was so hard. Really hard. Oh, it's got all deep and emotional. Yeah, and it's getting Is deeper. Is there a happy question? What's your, oh. thought, what's your thoughts on cannabis? That's not a happy question, whoever asked that. Thoughts on cannabis. This is a very um, big topic at the moment in New Zealand because we've got elections coming up. And on your little election paper, there'll be two little options for you to have referendum votes on. One of them is binding, I think. I think the cannabis one is binding, but the euthanasia one isn't. Correct me if I'm yeah. wrong. So I think medicinal cannabis is legal. It's already legal in New but Zealand. But we're talking recreational cannabis. Recreational cannabis, yeah. So you get to vote whether you think that. It's a very controversial topic in New Zealand. A lot of people with very strong views. So obviously you're wanting our views. So we'll give you our view on cannabis. Um, do you want to go first or me? You can. I'll go first. I do have very strong views on cannabis. Um... Obviously, I am not in the medical field. I have medical friends who I've had some good discussions with about the effects of cannabis. You know, we're going smoke-free as a nation, but this sort of doesn't make sense. But having personally seen my brother um, take up cannabis use at a young age and the effects on someone who was a really top surfer and artist and then the effects of seeing um, lack of motivation, the downward spiral and entering into other drug use. I, I'm not at all for cannabis. Um, I look at a lot of the different areas in our nation where we have tried to, I can get why people are trying to make laws around it to protect people and make things safer. And I've seen that with prostitution reform, um, topics like abortion and stuff, but you do always see, even when you make things legal to protect people, you see an uptake of that use, more of it happening. So, man, I'm I'm not at all pro-cannabis. Um, I just think it's devastating to see the effects of kids' mental health. We've worked in youth ministry for years and seen the effect of cannabis on people's mental health um, and lack of motivation. It has an amazing impact on that when you look into the science behind it. Um, I'd love to see more support for people struggling with addictions and more help. I don't think that this uh, law is going to help our country um, support our youth. It's a difficult subject, but we've seen a friend who was really addicted to cannabis, totally, like, during a church service, God just came and took away that desire and his life changed. So 
I've seen the impact that God can have on people's lives when that addiction's taken away. So yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of cannabis, guys. Totally not keen on that. That's my personal opinion. What about you? Wow. Um, so including the years in youth ministry, we've been in ministry what almost twenty five. Yeah, uh, more than 25 25 years years. now. Um, I have never seen one case where someone who's been pro-recreational cannabis, um, that person or those persons, they've they've always had huge issues. And in my opinion, never really succeeded, never really been whole. So the Bible says you you can judge a tree by its fruit. I see in, with cannabis, the fruit is consistently bad. Um, yeah. That's my point of view. Um, if you want to look into a little bit more of the biblical side of it, because people say, well, you know, the Bible's completely silent on cannabis. It's interesting to note that the word that we get, we translate in the English sorcery, comes from the Greek word pharmakia, which is where we get pharmacies from. Um, so in the, old, in, in the, the Bible times, um, drug use was was so closely associated with sorcery in the occult that it was called pharmakia. So when it says sorcery in the Bible, and the Bible is very condemning of sorcery, there is definitely an element with that that involves hallucinogenic drugs. So I just see um, a tree is known by its fruit. When you look into, into the, the background of it, I can't support cannabis one bit at all. But saying um, that... Medicinal cannabis, I mean, I haven't actually looked into that. Um, yeah. But as far as, as people using it regularly for recreational no i'm not a fan but in saying that man if you are struggling with drug addiction we love people and we know people that have struggled with um drug addiction alcohol addiction and seen amazing turnarounds so if you're amazing if you need cannabis to help you live your life i'd encourage you to get help to maybe see if there's some deeper issues there i know people have different opinions and strong opinions and I don't mind having friends with different opinions, or if you guys have different opinions, that's fine, but that was our opinion, and so, yeah, yeah, that's just our two cents worth, happy to chat more if you want to message us. Um, There used to be a phrase, maybe not so much now, but, you know, definitely in the 90s and the 2000s, I just want to get out of it, and that was definitely used for people smoking weed, and it's like, something must be wrong about life if we want to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. and, and with Jesus, I don't think there is even any reason why people can yeah, should be true. wanting to get out of life, you know, so. Yeah, interesting topic. It's got all dark and... Wow. But anyway, that's... Yep, good discussion. Can you have discussions? Actually, if you'd love to hear more about this and you live in Whangarei, there is an awesome um, thing coming up at Elam Church next oh, Tuesday. Yeah, and they're discussing stuff like this. I think it's 7.30. Look it up online. Um, no means no, I think it's called. But yeah, that would yeah, be interesting um, for you. And Family First... I don't even know if it's .org.nz or .nz. Just Google Family First New Zealand, and they've got some. They've got a lot of really good information and resources. They're a little controversial this. to some people, but check no, it out. They're, not, they're awesome. <laughs> um, how do you find and keep lasting friendships with or when in a leadership position? Do you find leading your friends hard? Oh, that's a good question. The easy thing is just don't have any friends. <laughs> that's so funny. No. Um, We've got some incredible friends at church, and they've been almost lifelong friends, like decades-long friends, and we love them. Um, It's difficult if they're not in a ministry position, so I really try proactively not to talk about stuff like that. Um, Obviously, confidentiality and all of that stuff, but they're amazing friends. Um, It's difficult, too, because sometimes when someone gets close, and we're not people that have a million best friends we have you know a few close friends um 
sometimes people can lose respect for yeah. people in leadership sometimes. Um, so we've got great friends that are also pastors that, you know, we, we really talk on in that sort of ministry pastoring level incredibly well. But, you know, is it hard to lead them? Um, you know, again, it comes down to crucial conversations. If you love someone enough, um, it d- doesn't matter if you're a pastor to them or just a close friend, um, you know, we're going to have to have crucial conversations at times. And I think that's, that's a part of being, you know, caring enough for someone and loving them enough to actually have that conversation. Yeah, I think um, I think it's, it's a really good question. If you didn't hear it, why do you find? How do you find and keep lasting friendships when in leadership position? Do you find leading your friends hard? Um, I think a lot of people don't realize that pastors are humans and they aren't perfect. No way. <laughs> so they get to know their pastors and they start to be like, oh my gosh, I disrespect you now. How can you be a man of God? But actually, pastors are normal people. They have their faults. They have their issues. They grow and change over time. Um, like Simon said, we've got a few friends in our church that are precious and amazing. And the thing I love about them is they say to us, hey, we love you as people and we back you as friends and we don't mind if you let it all hang out with us. We're still going to love you. And I appreciate you guys and I know who you are. Other people in the church, um, you feel like a bit of a parent. So you know how parents try and be all bestie buddies with their kids? It's not always the best. So you feel like sometimes you're in a bit of a parent role. Leadership can be really lonely, guys. Um, So many leaders struggle with loneliness. So we're really blessed that we've got some good friends in our church. We're really blessed that we've got some amazing friends outside of our church that are in ministry. And I've got close friends that aren't even in ministry at all. And I appreciate them all because I can just be myself. Um, but it is tough. I feel for leaders. It can be a very lonely road. And I think sometimes if you weren't leaders, you maybe would have a lot closer relationships with people, but it's just tough. So love your leaders, encourage your leaders. And if you're friends with someone who is a leader, really, that's an amazing role that you're in. So big ups to you. Be an amazing friend to your leader. Love them when they're not doing well. Love them when they make mistakes and be loyal because that's an amazing ministry, I think. Man, a friend of pastors would be an amazing ministry, wouldn't it? Well really good question. Be a friend of pastors and don't judge them when they slip up because no one's yeah. perfect. But yeah. What you're sharing is really good for so, once. For no, what? Just, <laughs> just kidding. Always. But we've actually gathered with other ministers in the past at meetings with pastors and man, heartbroken some of the pastors are so lonely so desperate for friends finding it really difficult and my heart breaks for them throwing a statistic in there currently three out of four pastors are really struggling to the point where you know they're they're thinking of resigning or they're discouraged three out of four that's a bad statistic yeah that's very stressful we've got friends that have been through burnout and stuff it's hard working with people um, dealing with complaints it's difficult so if you are someone in the role who is a friend of a pastor Man, you have a very integral role in life, so do it to the best of your ability. It's amazing. I love hearing... This is the last question before we get into the topic. I love hearing your stories. More, please. Oh, that's nice that you like our stories. We've got a lot of them. But <laughs> We've got a lot of funny stories. We were just, I was just talking to Christy, and I hadn't remembered this for ages. Wait, you've done the seal, you've done the stingray. There's heaps. We've done heaps of stories. Um, when we were living in a place called... Or renting in a place called Zealandia Street, in Auckland, we oh, were having. In sorry, in Whangarei. Um, <laughs> Never lived in Auckland. We um, like, we were having girl. a day off, and this is when Jasha and Micah, um, babies, and so Shamaya and Kiala weren't around yet. Um, suddenly got a call from my sister, who lived in the next, who lives still lives in the next street over from Zealandia, saying, "Simon, there's armed defenders in your street. There's a shooter. 
Um, there. I remember that. It was yeah, so, so scary. whatever you do, you know, lock yourself in, in your room. And so we freaked out. Um, what I did was there was one room in our house that we could lock. Yeah. So I just gathered up the kids and we just locked it. We were trying to keep calm and get toys. But you could see like armed defenders. No, we walking. had pulled the curtains and I remember we looked out the curtains and next door to our house was armed defenders in black walking around outside our house. It was so scary. Um, so it. So I was scared. I was like, we're going to get my shot. sister who was giving an update. Apparently, you know, she, she, she talked to the, to the cops at the front of the street. The whole street was, was blocked off. Um, the, the man, he was living in our street, but he had he was in a different residence when he phoned up the cops and said, I'm going to shoot some people sort of thing. Um, he was in another suburb, and so it was the wrong house they were looking around. But for a minute there, yeah, it was, oh, it was crazy. Yeah, it was like a movie. <laughs> and trying to keep the kids calm. Yeah, that was a, that's an calm. interesting story. Okay, <coughs> this week's topic. It's not a very spiritual one, guys. But Simon's right. hobbies. Okay, so we had someone ask a few weeks back, could you please tell us about Simon's hobbies? If you're not in on the personal joke, we're going to let you in on it now. I live with a man who will have continual hobbies and phases, and when he gets his latest phase, he will totally engross himself in it, whether it's for a month or more, maybe one to six months, or a year if it's amazing. And then he will learn everything he can about that hobby. He'll be totally engrossed in that hobby. Live, breathe that Spend hobby in his spare time. Hobby. He'll buy and sell his old hobbies to fund the new hobby. And then when <laughs> that hobby has got bored or he's learned everything, he'll sell off and there'll be a new hobby. And it's just weird, guys, because I'm sitting here with my good old crochet, reading books, doing whatever. That's my same hobby every time. Yet Simon is totally different, and I think he's not alone. I've talked to other wives out there, and their husbands are exactly the same. I think what I've discovered, Simon, is it's when you've got a combination, a perfect storm of some personalities. Simon is a teacher researcher, so he wants to learn things. But he's also a perfectionist, so he wants to do things well, but he's also a collector. And I think some people are collectors, some people are researchers. You're this combination of three, and it's made the perfect storm of someone who just absolutely, it's sort of weird. So we've done... Isaiah understands. Yeah, our nephew Isaiah. You're probably, it's in your genes, Isaiah. You're related to us. Right. Anyway, we've got the full list. There may be a couple off, but let me tell I, you before you start, how many hobbies have you had over the years? We've been married. I think it's over 50. Nearly 25 years. So <gasps> I'm going to list them out. Wait, so that's at least two hobbies a year. And these are... You're going to hear the hobbies, These are just guys. since we've been married, and these aren't any in any order, and sometimes there's a repetitive hobby that comes around again. So Can I just say, can I interrupt as you read them to comment? Well... We've, I think I should be able to. We won't run out of time. We've already been going for 24 minutes. It doesn't matter. This is really good. This is good stuff. Classic cars, songwriting, guitar making, guitar effects pedals, computer games. Wait, you're going too fast. Classic cars. So you've got some classic, a classic car, you've fully researched it, you're obsessed. This will be boring for some okay, people, so on, I have yep. to hurry up. Um, restoring old furniture, recording music, mice, rats, guinea pigs, cats, dogs, lizards, spiders, breeding crickets for spiders. I had them next to my bed. Tropical fish, ant keeping, parrots, rabbits, frogs, axolotls, goldfish, chickens. That's all the I pets. I liked having eggs for a while. Arcade games, scale modeling, snorkeling, golf, fishing, hacky sack, surfing, skateboarding, unicycling, bow hunting, squash, 
poker, darts, reading, blogging, building computers, board games, bullet journaling, Xbox, garage, sailing, restoring bikes, restoring motorbikes, World War II history, growing super hot chilies, growing carnivorous plants, plant-based food, ancestry, true crime, cross-stitch. Cross-stitch? Did you hear that? that cross-stitch. He did cross-stitch Pop culture cross-stitch. It's trendy, cool ones. Um, astronomy, banjo, harmonica, making ginger beer, jogging, cycling, have I said that? No. Painting, lucid dreaming, renovating, and movies. Did you get that, guys? That's a sample of Simon's life. But there are some, and there's some hobbies that are always present, so these remained. aren't phases. World War II history, making and restoring stuff, reading, researching, computer games, Christy. Oh, I'm glad you put me in there. Cats and Jesus. And what about game, playing games, like poker? Well, I said that. Games. They're all there. They're always there. Okay, can I make some comments? What I love about you and your hobbies is you, it's great for discussion starters with people you meet. There'll always be something you've researched, like, oh, I'm into classic cars. You'll be able to be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. You'll be able to talk about it because you've researched it, right? Yep. I love that. What I hate as a sideliner is the torture of watching you go through these phases knowing, while you're totally engrossed, that soon you're not going to be into that anymore. Yeah, but you don't know that. I do know that. I've been married no, to you for years. No, but this could be the one that's like... Okay, hardest one for me as a wife was the time you were into spiders. You had big black spiders in a tank next to our bed, and in another tank you had crickets you were breeding to feed to the spiders. So at night, can you imagine me when I feel a little bit of a tickle on my shoulder, thinking it could be a cricket or a spider that's got out of its cage right next to our bed? Also, I had cricket noises all night long while you were breeding them. That was a well, fun we'll put phase. put somewhere else, I think, in the end. What's the upside of this? Okay. So I've been thinking about this. When we were back in the day on fire. <laughs> when we were on fire for Christians, Jesus. <laughs> zealous without knowledge. Now you're all backslidden no, and burnt um, out. It was implied and maybe it was taught, I can't remember, that having a hobby was ungodly because you had to run the race, you know, and like Strip a good soldier, way. you know, you don't get involved don't in civilian. So it was almost implied um, that, you know, you can't have any hobbies. Uh, but I've since been reading a lot of, you know, as a pastor, you read ministry articles, pastoring articles, and they say that one of the best things for a pastor to do, as far as um, relieving stress, or for anyone, in that is matter. to have a hobby where you actually can, you know, just forget about all the issues in church leadership or whatever for a while. Get a hobby, just, guys. Just enjoy life and find that place. Whether it's, you know, I'm probably still finding the perfect hobby. Reading crickets. Uh, <laughs> Um, so yeah, find a hobby. Um, but with that, just a couple of things, find something that you can do that you can worship God with. Oh, that's um, a good one. So I, I don't think, you know, smoking weed. <laughs> Some people would. That's a good one. <laughs> Finding God. And, and also be aware of time. So if it's, if it's taking up way too much time, then it's probably not good as, Yeah, keep the balance. Well. That's good um, though. But I think for me... Animals, you know, keeping pets because pets love you unconditionally. That's probably the huge draw card with with pets. Um, researching part of my leadership, I guess, pastoring teacher. I just love researching anything, so I'll just go down wormholes all the time. Like I'm sort of building a, a cheap computer at the moment, researching for hours about. We've just moved from video an cards. ant breeding collecting phase to um, computers now, guys. That's our current phase. If you creating, see me, just ask what phase we're in. I'll tell you. Creating, making, and restoring stuff. I think as a pastor. 
people are never complete. You know, yeah, I guess always we're always journeying. Um, but for me, thinking about something, creating it, and then standing back and thinking, I've made this, it's finished, and enjoying that, um, I think that's a big draw card for, mm. for making and restoring stuff as well. Someone asked, how did you get permission, Simon, to have spiders? Did you even ask me about that one? No. I grew up I mean, with an extreme fear of spiders, guys. Extreme fear that I've we've had got to like, overcome. We've got the tunnel. It's not like the Australian, whether it's tunnel web or funnel web, but it's, it's pretty close. And they're <laughs> actually really mean. So yeah. I had... But I had an I've always had an extreme fear of spiders, and then how did I end up with spiders next to me? And my this bed? is a cool thing. I used to get like a needle with some thread and used to skewer a cricket That's and then nice, put it's like sort of like fishing, put it in the enclosure and the spider would hunt it, grab it, and then pull it back into its lair and you'd be like I don't approve awesome. of that. Um, but yeah, if I was in another country, I'd love a tarantula. That's like my dream, oh, but we just I'm can't so in New Zealand. I'm so thankful we live in New Zealand. Cat, darling said, cats in the first row on Sunday. Would you allow cats at church? We had someone once bring his cat to church. That's right. <laughs> For a service, it's always a bit weird. That's funny. Oh, man, that's so good. Well, anyway. Yeah. Well, I'd love to uh, I just, I'm a bit have any comments if you have any hobbies like Simon. I don't, I think you're a bit of a rarity. I don't know people that have so many changes in hobbies. A lot of your friends have the same few hobbies or maybe start. I don't know. It's weird. I think it's weird. I don't know. I think if, Simon if, you, if there's anyone like you, I think you need like me help. out there, let me know. He needs a pen friend. <laughs> maybe calligraphy writing is the next thing on your list. Actually, wait. Oh. <gasps> You did study calligraphy writing, didn't no, you? No, that was more bullet journal. Okay. Okay, we're, we're out of time, guys. Coming up at Renew <laughs> on Sunday, we have Father's Day, which Father's Day and Mother's Day is a little bit different for us at Renew Church. We, we take those We just those celebrate days. all the guys We and celebrate honour guys and celebrate women as well on Mother's Day. Um, new, new leadership team, that's funny. Oh. So that's coming up. Um, Christians Against Poverty course, um, an amazing course. course we're running um, at church, so if you want to know more about that, just... that's starting this Sunday at three o'clock. It's only for three sessions. It's free, so it's three Sundays, and you are so welcome. Uh, it's run by some amazing accountants at our church. If you would love to know more about how to budget or spend better, or just if maybe you're newly have a job or you're actually struggling a bit financially, these guys are amazing. It's such a cool course. It just helps you set up your life to live well with money. Um, if you want to know more, message us. We'd love to tell you more about it. You can come along this Sunday at 3 o'clock. It's awesome, mate. And this Sunday we've got some treats for not just the guys but the girls too. Some yummy treats at church. But you do need to RSVP. We're still under level 2. So just go to renewchurch.nz. If you don't come to our church or if you live in Whangarei, you're welcome to come. Otherwise, check out the rules for your own local church because they will need to limit numbers at the moment, which is sort of annoying, but we get why. And we're encouraging you to be socially distanced, Good hygiene, but do RSVP, message us or RSVP on our website. Um, that's pretty much it. I think that's it, yeah. But thanks for listening to our talking. And remember, you can um, message us with topics you'd love to hear us talk about whenever. Um, I'm sure we'll find lots of topics forever to talk about after that yes. list you just shared. That was a smorgasbord of... I'd love to actually talk today. about them more in depth sometime. Like the time you went to unicycle, just all these phrases have been so interesting. It was one of my bucket bucket list. Learn how to unicycle, play the banjo, yep. it was so good. Anyway, thank you for listening, skills. guys. You're amazing. Yep. You guys have an amazing day. Yeah. <laughs> See ya.